Hey everyone, it's Bobby Newsom, and I want to welcome you to In Focus Podcast. Every week we will be delving in to many discussions and topics, looking at them all through the lens of Scripture, allowing Christ and His Word to keep us in focus. Hey everybody, it's Bobby Newsom here. I want to welcome you to In Focus Podcast. I'm so excited to begin this endeavor. This is our first podcast, so I'm really expecting it to grow and move forward and evolve in, in how we do things. And so if you if you haven't already, make sure that you check us out on Facebook. Right now, Facebook is the only social media that we have, but you can check us out on Facebook at InFocusPod, at InFocusPod. So, uh, make sure that you like us on Facebook because um, I expect to do some things on Facebook and we'll do some posts, things of that nature. And also it'll keep you updated on the different um, podcasts that we do. Um, and it'll keep you updated on when we do a new podcast. Also, we're on a bunch of different platforms. So you can check us out on you know, the norms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can check us out on all those things. So if you haven't done that already, if you go to our Facebook page, it can direct you everywhere that you need to go to be able to subscribe and to do that. So today we are going to begin this this podcast, the very first podcast. I wanted to have a guest to to talk to, and I figured who, who better to have than my, my father. Um, he's going to be with us today, Pastor Jim Newsom. I'm extremely excited. So I'm going to introduce to you um, our first guest. Like I said, um, he is my father. Um, he uh, is Pastor Jim Newsom, and he has his own podcast, Truth in the Word, on Blog Talk Radio, BNR Talk Radio also. I'm going to just let him talk to you, tell a little bit about himself, about his podcast and everything. So, Daddy, I'm going to call him Daddy because um, it's weird otherwise. But it's Pastor Jim Newsom. Daddy, tell tell everybody about a little bit about yourself and make sure you tell them about your podcast. Okay. First of all, I've been in ministries oh some some forty some years. Started at the age of twenty five, somewhere in that area. Pastor the church after my father in law passed away, and of course since then, my son who I'm talking to right now. He took the church and it's going going very well. Right now, just helping him, trying to do some podcasts and trying to uh, trying to mind the Lord and see what God 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 wants to do in these days of my life. And you know, God's always got a plan. And as long as we're here on the earth, I believe God has something for us to do if we're called to do that. So it's a privilege to be on the the podcast today. All right. Um, could, could you just tell us just for a moment, kind of go a little bit more in detail about your podcast? It's called Truth in the Word, and and I believe everything should be based upon the lens of Scripture and only and only Scripture. And that's that's what we try to do. And it's a teaching. It's not not really preaching. Sometimes I make it a little loud, but but I don't preach like I do from a pulpit. I try I try to focus on the teaching part. Uh, the Word of God says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. And I believe in the day and the age in which we live, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, you know, people are acting very, very surprised at what's going on in the world. But it, if they knew the Scriptures, it wouldn't sneak up on them. And, uh, you know, uh, they would know what's going on and, and actually how to react and what to do 
times like these, the church is still here. So the church has a function, of course, and I believe I believe it's uh, it's a function to lead, to guide, to point towards our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that He is the Savior of the world, that He is the one that's coming back, and He still praise God, saving souls, delivered and setting free. So we try to, as John the Baptist said, lift Him up, that all men might be drawn unto Him. It's all it's all about Him. He said, "I must decrease, and He must increase." So we do the best we can to point towards Christ and His finished work and know that he's still doing what he said he would do within his word. Yeah, I'll just say that um, his podcast is great in the sense of it's not it's not a lot of opinions. I'm not saying he doesn't maybe give an opinion here or there about things, um, but his podcast is, is really, for the most part, him you know reading Scripture and expounding on Scripture and teaching Scripture. Uh, so if you like good teaching, if you like just to hear the Word of God and to be taught the Word of God, uh, Truth in the Word, um, is, an, is an awesome podcast for that. So I'm going to go ahead and get started um, kind of with what we're going to talk about. Um, I was kind of trying to decide what we were going to discuss. And um, I was thinking about, you know, obviously we're living in some some very strange times. Things that are happening right now, there are a lot of things happening right now that many people who are living um, have never seen some of the things that's taking place now. Now, some of the things that are taking place we have seen before. But 2020 has been an interesting year. In the midst of that, in the midst of the the everything that's going on, I have I have noticed a an influx and um, an expansion of prophetic words coming forth, um, and and you can hear them everywhere. Um, there's some everybody's given a prophetic word, and and let me say you know, beforehand, I believe in the prophet. I believe that God still speaks through the prophet. But let me just get started here and ask you, Daddy, do you believe that God still speaks through the prophets in the day that we live? Yes, I do. Of course, the Bible says in Hebrews 1.1 that God who is sundry times, which is different times, and in diverse manners, different manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by, by the prophets. But then he says, in these days, he speaks through his son, who the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So what that points back to is the fact that the Bible is there. All, praise God, 66 books and our guideline and our template, so to speak, has to be the Bible. So when people prophesy, I certainly believe in the gift of prophecy. You know, I certainly believe that it you know operates today. But the Lord said himself, he said, in, in the last days, there will be false prophets rise up among you, which causes a problem. There again, we need the Spirit of God to discern, to separate, to let us know what is the truth and what is not the truth. So there we go back to the template, which is the Word of God. If somebody prophesies outside of the Word of God, you know, says something that doesn't line up with the Word of God, then our first reaction should be to basically write them off, I would say. Now, I've read some things. People say, well, you've got to give us some time. Well, if what is spoken does not line up with the Word of God, not being dogmatic about it, but but the fact that it has to line up with the Word of God, because that's God's spoken Word. Now, in Old Testament times, we know the prophets pretty well ruled. When anything was done, they would consult the prophets. I was reading this morning where Samuel had a school of prophets, and when he anointed Saul, the Word of God says he came down from the mountain with a bunch of prophets and also told Saul to prophesy with them. So Saul was also a prophet called of God. 
but I think it's different today. I read online this morning, you know, about some some people that you know call them up or or, or you know or shoot them an email or a text from them, and they'll give you personal prophecy. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but you have to watch what's going on and look. And like I said, you go back and you stand on what the Word of God says. So He said the Sunday times God spoke through the prophets, but now he speaks through his son, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that the office has been done away with, but the office is compliant to the word of God. So let me, let me ask you this, in your opinion, and what you have seen in the last few months with COVID and uh, the civil unrest and everything that's going on, uh, obviously right now we're in a very political time with an election coming up. Do you personally feel there has been an uptick in prophetic words coming forth? And even before any of this started, I kind of feel like I begin to hear a lot more prophetic words come forth than, than I had before. Do you kind of get that feeling? Or Yes. The book of Amos 3 and verse, I think, verse 7 says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Of course, that's right. old, that's what? Old Testament. But still, he speaks through his prophets. And I believe but that office is to lead and guide correct and direct. So, yes, God moves in that way. But here's the problem. When you get prophecies contradicting one another for the same time period, you might have a problem. Now, that was what was going on in Jeremiah when he would go prophesy about the They was going to go into captivity for 70 years, and then what they called the prophets of the temple would come up and say, no, it's just going to be for a few years. It's just going to be, you know, they would contradict, but... How long were they in captivity? 70 years. So he was a true prophet of God, and we know that he was. So when you got people contradicting, you, you, you might have a problem. And I believe it's up to the Christian to pray over prophecy. And once again, I must stress, go back to the Word of God. And what does it say about prophecy? You know, mm-hmm. Will God ever prophesy outside of his Word? No. Is his concern in these last days? His people, of course. The Word of God says judgment begins at the house of God. So he might give a stern word to shake people and get them back on their prayer bones that things can be avoided. I've always been taught, and I believe that prophecy is conditional. If my people are called by my name, we know that scripture. We've said it a thousand times. And seek my face. And he, what's he say? Repent and ask, and ask me to forgive their sin. He said, I'll restore their land. Okay, so I believe prophecy is put out there that we can pray and reverse it if if that's the case. Now, if things have gone too far, like in Jeremiah's case, things have went too far. And there's so much we can talk about that we don't have all day. But they were in a bad state of mind. The church, or I should say the temple, was in a bad state. We know that, you know, that there was all kinds of idolatry going on, uh, just things unheard of going on in the house of God. Of course, you don't hide these things from God. So what what's going on in the modern-day church? What's going on today that God is not pleased with? Once again, I revert back to the fact the Bible says that judgment begins at the house of God. So before he judges a nation, he must judge the house of God and get his people lined up and on the same page. So I believe the prophecies we're hearing today, some of them are scary. You know, they're, you know, they're saying some things that we probably don't want to happen. I will say we don't want them to happen. So what, how, how do we react? You know, the Bible says, believe all prophecy, you know, and once again, go back to the word of God and, and pray and seek God and say, God, what can I do on my part? Is there anything in my heart and in my life? Lord, touch your church. 
You know, get the sin out of your church. Get the apostates out of the church. I mean, that's a harsh thing to say, but the Bible says in the last day, he'll separate the tares from the wheat. And I believe this is the day and the hour that he's going to do that. He didn't say, he said, I'll have a church without spot and a wrinkle. Now, look, it's going to take a process to do that. And that yeah. process is maybe shaking us up by word, by dreams, by visions, whatever it might be, to let us know what path we're going down so that we can do something to change that and go in the right direction. Not everybody's going to listen, but to those that will. The Bible says this path is not wide, the least of destruction, but narrow is the way. So let me, you, know, you talked about, contra, you know, it seems like prophetic words are, are contradicting each other. Why do you think we're hearing such a variety? So for instance, and I'm not going to name any names because because I'm surely not going to sit in judgment of any of any preacher or, you know, who gives a prophetic word. But there, there's a there's a particular preacher out of Kentucky who just recently, um, he's a pastor of a church, and he just recently gave um, a prophetic dream that he had had. A prophetic dream that, just to be honest, I mean, basically, you know, calls for the end of America, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's a very extreme. And he actually puts dates as close as to say that in this month this is going to happen. You have that, which is a which is a very extreme. I mean, basically, it's apocalyptic, you know, in the sense of you know what people would consider to be po- apocalyptic, um, and very judgment or uh, wrath oriented. But then you also have. Many other people who are who are speaking words that are saying we're about to come into the third great awakening. We're mm-hmm. about to see a move of God like we've never seen before. And so why do you think there is such a wide variety? And number two, even though these seem contradictory to each other, many of them, like I said, if you hear one person um, prophesying, well, we're, we're seeing judgment, we're seeing, uh, you know, in which I, I truly believe that the word judgment, Christians, they, when they speak of judgment, they think of you know, destruction, when actually judgment is just God putting things in order, mm-hmm. God you know, making things right. Um, so judgment is different than wrath, right? So people think, well, all this is going to happen. And, and people use these type of prophecies, um, these very scary prophecies, many times to tell people, this is why you need to get saved. And so then you have another group that's saying, well, we're going to see the greatest revival, the greatest awakening that we have ever seen. Why do you think we're hearing such a wide variety of pro- prophetic words? And are these words contradictory? Or is it possible there are portions or at least parts of these that maybe are both right. What do, what do you think? Well, okay. Paul wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. But he that prophesied, speaketh unto men. Okay. Which is who these prophets are speaking to. And there's three things he says. He says, first to what? Edification. Number two, exhortation. Number three, comfort. So there he lays out those that prophesied to men. Okay, first of all, we've heard that term, what, to edify. And that means to build up on a building. That means you've already got a structure. You've already got a form. But this is to add on to, to strengthen. Okay. And then number two, he says to what? Exhortation. Okay. There's the one I think that God is using in these last days, to exhort, to stir up. That word means to call near. Okay. Invoke. Invoke a sense of urgency, not fear, but a sense right. of urgency. You know, we, we are living in the last times, and we are living in days that, like you said, that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it means to console, but it also means to call, to desire 
to have a conference. In other words, he, he speaks to us and he tells us these things are, are coming to pass. And okay. like I said before, we, go ahead. Um, I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I, want okay. to kind of, I want you to kind of expound on something. You said that he, you don't believe that these things are brought forth you know, to bring forth fear. We, we saw at the beginning of the pandemic, in the beginning of COVID-19 and all of that, we had we saw a lot of people coming out and saying, you know, we need to put, you know, faith over fear, faith over fear. And mm-hmm. so so you had a lot of people saying, you know, if, if you wear a mask, then you don't have any faith. If you, if you shut down your church to protect people, you don't have any faith. But at the same time, as these things begin to happen and, and as things went further, the same people who were saying we should put faith over fear were the same ones that were basically promoting fear as a tool to have people you know, be you know come to Jesus Christ. I see mm-hmm. this happening over and over again, even now, where people are saying, "Okay, listen, everyone, all these horrible things are about to happen, and so you need to find Jesus so that you can be safe from that." Right. Um, and I just, I, let's talk for a moment with all these prophetic words coming forth, and like I said, and many of them being extremely. You know, if you if you're listening to them, we you know we say, well, they shouldn't bring fear, but actually they do bring fear to a lot of people. Do you believe that that's got Christ's intention for that? I do believe that God will warn us of things to happen. For example, mm-hmm. sure. um, you know, I remember back in 2001 when you were pastoring the church. Um, you know, and and let me just say that that there are, are people that I know um, who, who are prophetic. And I hear a lot of prophetic words, especially now on social media and stuff. But there are people in my life who, if they speak something and they say that they feel God you know, spoke to them something, I listen and I listen intently. And even if even if what they say kind of makes me go, okay, I don't quite get this, I still listen and I, and I still hold on to that and I, and I look at that because because I believe that these people hear from God. My dad's one of those people. And in 2001, I remember God spoke to his spirit and said these words, said, by fall, um, things are going to change. By fall, things are going to change. Do you remember what month it was when he spoke this to you? It was in the summer. It was in the summertime. Okay. Yeah. So... The, he he said, told, I, and he said, change. He said, this nation is going to change forever, forever. Which, right. Which it, which it has. Right. And so, so he, I remember him telling me that I think you even, you even told the church um, that God had kind of spoken that to you. And then a few months go by. Right. And on the, on the Sunday, I think it was Sunday evening before nine 11 happened, he was in the middle of preaching a sermon and God reminded him of the word that had been spoken to him. And he 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 told the church that night. He said, "I I believe that we need to pray." He says, "Because I just, the Lord just reminded me of a word that he's given he given me back in the summertime that said that by fall things in this nation are going to change forever." And and you reminded the church of that. I believe, and this has been a long time ago. I believe we even had a time of prayer, mm-hmm. um, and and we all come to the altar and had a time of prayer. And of course, that coming week, nine um, eleven happens. And so, you know, that while there was no real detail other than that was a warning that things are about to change in the United States of America. And we know that after 9-11, things things did change drastically um, in our nation. So I know I, I believe that God at times does prophesy things that on the outside may may seem sort of scary. But do you believe that it's God's intention to scare people into coming to him? And, and do you believe that's why he does it? Well, let's talk about that for a second. Um, 
the scripture says that we can't get saved without the Spirit of God. The Bible says you can't even say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Ghost. So, first of all, if if people are not prone to receive, in other words, I don't know who the Spirit of God deals with. He, he deals with people as he sees fit at different times, different stations within their life. So if he's dealing, then I believe, you know, I believe the salvation is possible. But if he's not dealing, okay, with an individual, and they hear a prophecy such as that, which that's the way it goes, don't get me wrong, but but the Bible says many will be offended. Mm-hmm. So the spirit of offense would come in. Mm-hmm. That's going to take people in another direction. I mean, it depends on how people receive it. You, you know, you know, like I said, we should not be surprised of what's going on. We've talked about this for years. We've read scriptures about this for years. But, you know, people get saved only when the Spirit of God deals with them. You agree with that, that, that it takes the Spirit of God to deal deal with people? In, in other words, you don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to get saved today. It, it, take, it takes an eye-opening event. In other words... The Spirit of God will open you up and show you your depravity and let you know you you got to do something about it. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. That you know, just saying a prayer isn't enough. No, <laughs> and, no. and sometimes you know, we of course, I, and I don't want to get off the subject too far, but sometimes in the church, um, we kind of water down the salvation experience to just well, you repeated a prayer, and so and and many times preachers do that because just just to be frank For and blunt. Because they want to be able to announce yeah. on their Facebook page, yeah. we saw this many people saved. And you can't bri- you, you can't browbeat people to get saved. It takes right. it takes a spirit of God. When, when you know when I got saved, it was the spirit of God that dealt with me. Let me right. know my lost condition. That's right. That's right. And it takes the spirit of God to do that. Yep. Um. And and I was reading this morning. The Bible says, uh, you know, the Bible says it is it is the kindness of God. That leads us to repentance, and so I think I think what I'm trying to say is, is we we need to be cautious about portraying God as some as a God who is angry, and the reason you need to come to Him is because if you don't, bad things are going to happen. Because I don't believe that's how God ever intended. It's not that bad things aren't going to happen. It's not that in the last you know, the Bible tells us in the last days perilous times shall come, and it, and it gives us all these things. So these things are going to happen. I don't believe He's doing those things as a as a catapult to 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 see people saved. I believe that when when people are truly saved, they are saved because, like you said, because the Holy Spirit shows yeah. them their the own depravity, their lost condition. And in, in the midst of their lost condition, Christ shows them their, their love. And so trying to scare people into salvation, in my opinion, trying to scare people into salvation is a bad idea. I mean, would you agree with that? If that is the intent of the prophecy, yeah. you know. Right, but right. it all depends on how on how you receive. I mean, we've heard prophecies for years. We've heard, you know, that things are going to happen. This is going right. to, you know, things are going to get worse. You know, we've heard people prophesy. There'll be fires in the streets. Back in the 70s, this went on. People were mm-hmm. prophesying. You know, right. a Brother Wilkerson was prophesying about fires in the streets and, and things of this nature. Yes. Okay. And he didn't even call himself a prophet. But <laughs> but it's coming to pass of, you know, you know of what of what he spoke. Okay. So, and God, longevity, okay? He gives time. Even Noah, when he told Noah to start to be 120 years, and then the Bible says he gave seven more days, but still only eight souls listened. Mm-hmm. And and I would say Noah's kids went because he threatened them. <laughs> <laughs> Possibility, yeah. You, know, you get in the ark now. So, you right. know, I mean, you know, I could be wrong. 
we should have started preparing. I, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about prepping, you know, well, they say it's getting too late to start prepping now because, because you should have started years ago. Well, mm-hmm. you, you know, you put a spiritual, uh, uh, tw- you know, twist to that, you know, we should have been listening all along. I can remember right. back in the seventies, my father-in-law who was, who was definitely prophetic, you know, the Lord, the Lord removed through him. And we think, what's he talking about? Well, some of the things he, he, he brought forth back then is coming to pass. He that's been, about, a lot of that's been in the early 80s and oh, even the yeah. 90s. Yeah. 70s, too. In the 70s. 70, yeah. See, we think prophecy is supposed to come past the next day. But mm-hmm. a lot of the prophets died and, and you know, didn't see the things come to pass. But, but they did because they were true prophets of God. So how we react, okay, is to, is to take it. The Bible says believe all prophecy, okay? And if it doesn't come to pass... And especially if they set dates, especially right. if right. they set dates. I mean, that, I mean, you know, that doesn't give much leadway for come to pass after certain dates, right. you know, that needs to come to pass for the dates that they set or just to be honest, they're wrong. Yeah. Let, let, let me, let me, once again, I, I'm not trying to interrupt, but I kind of, I don't want to yeah. miss, miss an opportunity yeah. here. Um, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. And because I know you, you in no way, shape, nor form will ever set in. Uh, you would never want to set in judgment of another pastor or nope. anybody for that matter. But now you, you did watch some of the videos of the pastor that I, I referred to earlier with these with these very um, apocalyptic uh, prophecies. Um, and he he was very specific, not necessarily about the day, but he was very specific about the month that, that month, this yep. stuff is going to you know, and, and to yep. the point where he said that that there, there would be UN. Russian and, and right. Chinese troops, troops in the streets, yeah. right? Um, and he talked about a coin shortage, which we've actually sort of seen, seen that. bits seen and that. pieces of that. Yep. So we, we don't really know about all of right. that, but we have seen that. We have, you know, right. that, those are things we have seen. But can, can you just, and I'm not asking you to, like I said, to judge that prophecy necessarily, um, but, but can you give, when you were, when you were listening to that prophecy um, and, you, and you were watching, you know, kind of what, what came to your mind? Do, do you feel like that, that basically, and like I said, I, I really feel like he was saying that the, the end of our nation <laughs> is November, you know, um, did you kind of get the same idea that that's what he was saying? And how do you feel about that? From what he spoke was, was certainly very plain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is that stuff possible? Yes. Yes. I do believe that it is, but I believe that we can, and, and we can pray now, I remember back, back, I think it's four years ago when President Trump, you know, was elected that, that the Holy Ghost moved and said that, you know, we have some leadway here. So, you know, the past four years, and I can't be a judge of this because I don't know about the whole body of Christ, but, but has the body of Christ taken advantage of our time span, which we've had in these last four, four, four years? Which, which I think is definitely holding uh, the powers of darkness back. Okay, so, uh, but, but I can observe there certainly is not enough unity in the body of Christ. But we need okay to take those prophecies, and are those things possible? Well, well, let's go back. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter eight, nine, ten, eleven. What happened there? Okay. God showed the prophet, the word of God says he picked him up by the locker and took him to the, where did he take him? Not, you know, not to the government house, but took him to the temple. 
and he showed him what was going on in the temple. And what he pointed at was basically the reason your nation is falling is because of lack of things that needed to be done in the temple. In other words, they had completely turned their back on the gospel. And the word of God says in the last days, apostates will be in the house of God. So, so first of all, we've said it a thousand times that that uh, the cold, dead hands of, of, of what a nation lies at the threshold of a church. Yes. And we, we can't put it on anybody else. You know, That's right. you know, we're sometimes we're lackluster, uh, you know, in what what we need to be. And I think God is so, so, so merciful. Now, are we going you know, are we going to ignore what's going on? Are we going to ignore these prophecies? I'm not going to ignore them. I'm no, not. No. But no, I agree. But but I am going to pray. Yes. That God would not let this happen. Now, have we gone too? I don't know. I don't know. I I can't judge for the whole body of Christ. But I don't see a lot of change in the church world. I don't see a lot of change in the church world. The focus, the mandate of the church, has always been since Acts is to preach the gospel. That's what we need to be doing. That, that's what we are called to do. And every other activity, as far as I'm concerned, is secondary. If we're not preaching the gospel, then we are not the church. So I'm I'm going to believe, I'm praise God, I'm going to believe what this man's prophesying, but I'm going to pray mm-hmm. that God do something. Because that's not going to be good if something like that happens. Well, if that happens, like I said, I mean, I, the way I took it is, is if that happens, then basically he was prophesying that our nation is is done now, and and, and I'm I'm going to be forthright, you know, about this is that I truly, you know, it's not that I don't believe those things can happen because I there's no doubt they can happen. I personally, you know, and you can talk about the timing too, um, but I personally don't. I personally don't think that those things are going to happen by November and I might be completely wrong. You know, I'm not too proud to say, um, you know, I, am not saying they'll never happen. I'm not saying that, but I, you know, I don't, I personally don't see, um, that happening by November. And let me, let me, let me kind of give my, my thought on that. Um, okay. and of course you've heard that you've heard this before because I've said it before, but, um, you know, I believe that, and I know that America, the United States of America has done more, uh, for the spreading of the gospel than any other nation in modern history, possibly in history period. And I don't believe that, you know, that we're, that we're going to be left out of you know, the great revivals that they have seen in other countries. I don't believe we're going to be left out of that and that he's just going to, you know, basically use us to spread the gospel. And then when things kind of go awry, then just forget about us and just say, well, now you're done. I'm done with you. I I believe we are going to see revival. That doesn't mean, in in my opinion, that doesn't mean that we won't see that maybe the revival takes place in the middle of extreme unrest in our nation. Mm -hmm. Maybe the revival takes place. uh, Right. Maybe maybe it takes place, you know, with, with extreme persecution. Uh, but I, you know, so I, I guess that kind of brings together, you know, while we're we're hearing, I don't necessarily think that that the group of people who are who are prophesying a third great awakening and a great move of God, and and you know the people who are prophesying that there are bad things happening, I'm not so sure that they're not both right in in some respect. I do believe that at times um, people try to take those. Many times people they only take the prophecies that fit their agenda. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, 
I guess I guess that's the best way that I can say. It. So you have one group of people; all they ever do is prophesy the bad, and they and they try to line that up with because of what the world's doing. Well, you made the, you made a good point. I don't believe any of this is about what the world's doing. I believe oh, every bit yeah. of this lies upon where the church yeah. has has failed, and the church has you know has has fell short in being who we should be you know we can we can scream about how there needs to be unity in the world you know with with all the uh, civil unrest and and racism going on in the world we can scream about that but the church can't get along with each other and so i don't see i don't see how we have any right to stand up and say anything and you know i've heard it said before the most segregated day of the week is on sundays um, and, and people really need to to take a look at their Bibles and realize that what God is doing um, isn't about our political agenda or any other kind of agenda that we need to we need to step out from that and we need to be the kingdom of God. And so, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that, that maybe, um, you know, these prophecies? So you have the extreme prophecy here. Like I said, I, I don't. Personally, I don't agree that the timing is right. I'm not going to say that what he's prophesying is never going to happen. I personally don't think that the timing is right. Um, but then, like once again, you have other people who are who are prophesying a great move of God. Do you think that those things can can be can be actually be intertwined, um, and and they could both be right? Well, let's uh, let's go back to the Book of Acts, and uh, we know at the birth of the church that they all stayed in one city. You know, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Right. So, uh, and then they they become scattered mm-hmm. because of what? Persecution. 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 Right. They, and not, not said, you know, that God, um, you know, he didn't want to do that, I would say, but, but because of, of the need for them to spread out, spread out and preach the gospel. And what, and what happened? Now, listen, they... <laughs> All, all those guys went through some stuff. You yes. know, I talked I talked last night about that John was the only one that died a natural death. Right. But he was boiled in oil three times mm-hmm. and, and stuck on the Isle of Patmos, which, which was not a resort by no means. Mm-hmm. And was give, and given that great book. So, and then, and then the Bible says, for these are the men that turned the world upside down. So, I would say even if these things happen and God sees fit to keep the church here, which is very, very possible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know when the Lord's coming. I know he is. Nope, and then could not revival coincide with, with what's going on? I mean, is the church going to be at the point that, 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 that we, I mean, I mean, already we're seeing across our nation, people trying to shut down churches, in other states and you know we are not consistent the way that we used to be everything kind of split up and up in the air we can't pray for people you see what i'm saying can't touch people i mean it's just crazy so mm-hmm. if if these things would happen then how's the church the church i'm not talking about religious people right but the church how are they going to react well if they're the church and we're still here then we're still going to preach the gospel. And and like I said, I pray these things don't happen. Dear Lord, I pray that they don't. I pray that God stirs us to the point that we need to be doing what he tells us to do. And, we, you know, we are in the last days. There's no doubt in my mind we're in the last days. But he doesn't tell us to lay down. 
He tells us to occupy until he comes. Sure, up the gift of God, that's, you know, that's on what the inside of us. And that's what we need to be doing as a church and as a body. So these things could coincide. I mean, I mean, you know, but um, and, you know, you know, you said, well, this country's done more to preach the gospel. And there again, that's on the back of the church. And are we doing that? But the nation as a whole is not really righteous. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. You know, to be honest, this nation has entered a period of lawlessness. Iniquity shall abound, is what the Word of God says. This is this is where we are at. This is where we're at, and we, and you know, we need praise God to approach these things in a biblical manner, mm-hmm. and do what God. You know, you know, we need to increase preaching of the gospel. We need to right. increase our prayer life. We need to increase our fasting, whatever it might be. When you, you know, he says, when you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption draws nigh. That doesn't mean we sit back and wait wait for him to come. That means that we are more active in doing what what he called us to. That the time is short. He didn't promise the rose garden. He said, mm-hmm. in this world you will suffer tribulation, but be a yeah. good cheer. I've overcome the world. He listen. He's in charge, and he's coming back. The word of God says, and this earth's going to be revamped and renewed, and he's going to rule with a rod of iron. It's what the word of God says. A theocracy. But yes. until that time, we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his mouthpiece, and we need to be that. And you know, the Bible says, count the cost. Count yes. the cost. And what's going to happen? Praise God. God to to, to those that love the Lord in this nation. I mean, we've had people come to our church who every day when they get out of bed, they know that they might not see the end of the day because somebody right. might try to kill them for their testimony. Yeah. We don't face that yet. No. Yet. And, but, and I mean, we, we can see we that. Because, we can see that because, you know, people in this nation thought that it was persecution because they asked them to wear a mask. When you, yeah. have, people in other, when you have people in other countries that, that literally put their lives on the line every day that they get up to spread the gospel. Now, get up and like, go to church. Get get up and, and go to church. Praise God. But we got people that lay in bed in this country and wouldn't darken the doors of a church. That's right. I'm, I'm talking about Christians. Yeah, yeah. Christians and, so-called. And, and that just shows you how soft the church has become in, exactly. in, in America. America. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they shout persecution. I mean, they shout persecution, but I don't believe in America. We have no idea what persecution. No, 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 uh, no. We have no idea what. Not per- yet. In, not not yet. yet. And so we need we need to really. Um, I, I believe that we need to get some things uh, in focus. You know, not to throw that in there, but we need to get some things in focus. Right. Um, you know, in, in our lives, um, get out of the business of make their agenda right, right. as opposed mm-hmm. as opposed to preaching the gospel. It's his agenda. It's not yeah, our right. agenda. That's right. It's his word. It's not. It's not our word. We we are simply representatives. We we are his 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 uh, mouthpiece. So we speak what the word of God says. That's, that's what right. we need. You know, we don't need to interject anything else except the word of God. If the word of God says it, then that's the way that it is. We rightly divide the word of truth, and we preach the God. That's what's needed today. And the gospel, the Bible says, when it goes forth, it's the word of God. And will not come back void. It penetrates the hearts and the minds of people. And then, then that gives room for the Holy Spirit to deal with people. That's when people get saved. They're not going to get saved because that America's in trouble. And it is. It's in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're going to get saved because the Spirit of God shows them their depravity, their need, and their lost condition. Yes. Yes. So as believers, 
would you how would you say we should respond you know, being people who believe in prophecy and and you know obviously from the pentecostal background that we both come from we believe that god still speaks through the prophets we, we yes, believe that god still speaks to people um and and you know being in the church my whole life you know being a third generation pentecostal preacher i've also seen people say really stupid things and call it god i've seen people you know try to use their so-called prophetic gift in order to 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 bring division in mm -hmm. order to manipulate others manipulate. especially manipulate yeah. yeah in order to make a uh name for themselves um yeah, and so we've seen all of this but we do believe that that prophetic words still come forth so how how do you believe we should respond believers in and of themselves should respond to the different prophetic words that are coming forth and um you know, how should we respond to these? Okay. Well, first of all, you know, um, I would say the prophet that's prophesying needs to have a proven record. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong about that? No. <laughs> and, Go ahead. And we've seen, we've seen way, and, and you and I have talked about this before, but we, we see way too many times, you know, prophets, you know, quote unquote prophets who get a prophetic word and write a book about it. Um, and, and, and for months they talk about this great thing that's going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, they try to, um, find spiritual ways why yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think, do you think that in, in cases well, like that, do you, do you believe that they should be held accountable for that or yeah, at least called yeah. out on it? Yeah. 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 Because that uh, the word of God says that God is not the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. So if something is prophesied, well, well, you know, here's what happens. Things are prophesied, prophesied, prophesied. Then things don't come to pass. Mm -hmm. Then people get discredited and they get offended. They get offended. Yeah. And a lot of people fall away from the faith on mm -hmm. account of that. So that means yeah. they're rooted and grounded in a prophet rather than the word of God. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I mean, since, you know, since why, why 2K people yeah. have been prophesying about, you know, since the turn of the century. Yeah. You know, people have been prophecy has really took a, 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 a upgrade and we've heard a lot of prophecy people setting dates this you know and 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 just be honest a lot of it's around september you know i think i know you know it, it's the month of trumpets or the feast of trumpets and i personally believe that's when christ's going to come back that's my opinion your time then but if if somebody sets a day september 23rd 24 might be then if it doesn't come to pass i believe they need to come out and say hey i missed it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I apologize. Yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. It, because because what that does is um, is it, it causes people, especially and even unbelievers. So so we're going through a time right now where I believe that that there's a lot of people who are unbelievers who are watching and and with everything that's happening, they may even be listening to some of these prophetic words. Yeah. And then when people prophesy and, and these people listen, and then it doesn't come to pass. So now you you know all of a sudden the now they take a hit for it. Yeah. The church takes a hit and yeah. people, you know, people become numb to them. Um, yep. It's kind of like, you know, in the last few months, I had to eventually just tell people, please stop sending me videos on my Facebook Messenger because I would get the same video every time, every time a new word came out or new conspiracy theory come out. You know, and, and listen, most of those, most of the conspiracy theories and stuff like that weren't weren't true anyhow and you could tell that just by watching videos but that's neither here nor there right um right but my my facebook messenger would go nuts with people for it to the point that every time the dinger went off i didn't even check it anymore 
Right. So I actually missed some messages from people because I became numb to the sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I believe that happens with prophetic words. When, when you have people constantly saying on this date, this is going to happen. And when it doesn't happen, then then people be eventually become numb to it. And now they don't want to listen anymore. You know, so, you know, I believe it's important that in the body of Christ that, you know, that when when these when these prophets or people who think the prophets or whatever, I, I'm with you. I think that it's important when they miss it just to say, listen, I missed it. Yeah. And I'm wrong. And, and I also believe that prophets should be very cautious about putting dates anyhow, yep. you know, in general, unless they know beyond a shadow of a doubt um, that, that God is speaking that to them. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do. Uh, the Old Testament prophets, I don't, you know, know of one time that they missed it. You know, <laughs> no, no, I mean, not the Old Testament. No, you're right. And, you know, and, uh, I mean, either God speaks it or or he yeah. doesn't. And we know and God's not, a God. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not a grace for that. I'm not saying that, um, you know, people who are who are prophets or who have, you know, a gift of prophecy or whatever, I'm not saying that they, you know, on occasion may allow their own thoughts or whatever to kind of intertwine yeah. with what yeah. they feel that, you know. And so I'm, I don't believe, I'm not saying there's not a grace for that. I'm just saying that don't let pride stop people when, when they say something. And if it is off, then admit to that and say, listen, I missed it. Now, I will say about you know, the preacher we were talking about earlier, he basically said, listen, if this stuff doesn't happen, I'll be the first to tell you that I missed it. You know, he has kind of said, you know, he, he matter of fact, he said, I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> he hopes he's wrong. So there is, I, I see a little bit of humility there, which which is good. Uh, I yeah, guess you know, he's a humble man. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, I just think that we, we, I think it happens too often. Um, and, and if you, you know, if you disagree, let me know. But I think too often, especially in the, in the very heated days that we live in, I believe that that people are allowing their own personal thoughts, their own personal beliefs about other things, whether it be political, whether it be um, whatever it is, they allow those things to creep in and then they call it the word of the Lord. And I think, I think we should be very cautious about that. Um, right. And so, right. Yeah. So, so you believe that, that the church should respond to these things. Uh, do you think, you know, do you think that we should be very cautious about what we, what we start spreading as far as this is a prophetic word? Yeah, uh, uh, certainly. But, uh, you know, watchmen, you know, you know, the Bible talks about watchmen, which I believe a prophet is basically is a watchman, you know, watchmen come down the road. And once again, you know, he prophesied in the name of the Lord and a lot of these people do, you know, we have to take it as prophecy. That's what the word of God tells us, right? Right. That, as long as, long as it lines up with the word of God. As long as it lines up with the word of God. And 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 I believe all these things he's talking about is very, very possible. God 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 has dealt with nations before mm -hmm. with foreign entities. Yes. You know, look at the old testament. I mean I mean he, he done it a lot. So yes. uh I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, that it's not possible, but I am praying God do whatever needs to be done to reverse this, you know, help, help us as a church, help us as a people. And I think, I think it starts on a personal level, you know, well, the church, the church, the church, well, the church will only heal as the people heal, mm, as individuals right. heal. As we, what's the Bible tell us to do? Humble ourselves before God. Yes. That's the first, that's the very first key. I don't see a lot of humility, especially amongst clergy mm. and church leaders. 
Yeah. I see, I see a lot of arrogance and, yeah. and, and I don't believe God, God, you know, you know what arrogance brings, you start to speak out of your own mind and your own ways. If we're not led by the Holy spirit, if we're led by the Holy spirit, he, he will keep you humble. He will. Yeah. He'll, he'll yeah. allow things you like. But if we tend to go on our own as rogue, as the word rebel, which is not good, you know, right. the term, then we will start speaking of our own mind, our own spirit. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to speak his word. So, yeah. and, and I believe the key word today for the church, dear Lord, is unity. Mm-hmm. Set aside everything else. And, and, you know, I've been preaching that for years. Mm-hmm. The church needs to be united you know we you know we need to come together as a body but i've seen down through the years people jockey for position i mean you know it's like a secular job you know i'm going to get here no matter what i got to do well that that's not the way the church operates that's the way the world operates the church operates god calls one plants one waters and god brings the increase that's what the word of god says and we need to sit back and say lord Whatever you want me to do in the realm of this thing, whatever you want me to do, whatever time I have left on this earth, let me do what you've called me to do, not what man called me to do, what not what I want to do, not what agenda is, but what do you want me to do? And then we'll fall into place to where to where we need to be. It starts as an individual. But mm-hmm. the Bible does say judgment begins at the house of God. Right. That's what the Word of God says, and I believe I believe He's been talking to us for a long, long time, mm-hmm. a long time. I know personally, I've had to repent. God, please, please help me for my bad attitude. I pray for that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, help me for my bad attitude, and we all get them. We all get them, and a spirit of offense. It's it's very, very, very prominent today, especially in the church world. I mean, people get mad over this and that, and you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, it's not for. <laughs> first of all. It's not about preachers. God's called them. Don't get me wrong. And God and God wants them to do what what He's called them to do. But it's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If He lifted up, then all men will be drawn. Because if people by a tra- or, you know you know we've seen this happen. If people are drawn by men and their precepts, it will not last. It'll fall by the wayside. I've seen it happen, and so have you down through the years. So I pray that these things don't come to pass. But I'm also in my heart trying my best to prepare, you know, to, you know, within my mind and my spirit, Lord, help us. I don't know what's coming. I don't, you know, this is the time within, you know, within the time within this world, and especially in this nation that it's kind of, you know, kind of up in the air. We we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know in whom we believe. And we yes. do know that we're covered by the blood. We do know that we are sealed with the promise, the Holy, the Holy Ghost promise of an Almighty God. That's right. That's right. So, um, just a final thing here, and and I'm going to I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm going to have you pray. Uh, but so, in, in in the times that we're living in, um, and and like we said, they're strange times. They're very weird. Things are happening, uh, and and. I don't personally believe we should put a lot of focus on the end. Uh, you know, I'm not, w- w- like you said, nobody knows when Christ no. is coming back. We have no idea. And no. so the Bible says to occupy till he comes. Okay. And so while we, you know, we should definitely be watching, 
Um, I don't believe that we should be preparing for the end. I believe that we should be occupying um, and and doing everything that we can that while we're here, while we're while the church is still living, while the church is still here, that we should we should walk and and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. But in the times that we're living, um, what do you believe that the church should be focused on, and what are the key things you believe the church should be focusing on um, in the times that we're living in? I believe we should be focused on winning souls, evangelizing, pointing towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How many how many people do we drive by every day that you know within your heart of hearts? They need deliverance, yeah. but they're bound. They're bound by something. We we live in a world, especially where, where our church is. We see people all the time. Yes, that we know, and I don't always see a bad person. But you know what I see when I look at them? Somebody's hurting. Yes, some somebody that's looking for an answer. Some, yeah. Somebody that needs something. Just just the way their eyes talk to you and their countenance. You know, they they need Jesus Christ. That's okay. Right. So whose job is it to point to Jesus Christ, the church? That's right, Amen. And that and that should be our focus. And you know, you know, you know, talk about the three things: to what edify, to exhort, and the last thing that men that men prophesy should be comfort. That means to encourage. That's right. The Bible right. tells about the second coming of the Lord. Speaks about it and said, "Comfort ye one another with these words." Yes. Listen, if if this was all there was in this world, Paul said it out of his own mouth, I would be a man most miserable. Yes. And I would, and so would you. But see, we operate under the blessed hope. We operate under things we don't even see. We call those things a lot as though they were. Faith, praise God, is, is praise God, the foundation of who we are. The evidence or the foundation of things not seen. Amen. That's what the Word of God says. So we believe that. Yes. And we need to transfer that faith to other people. Tell them, you know, I know things are bad. Things are going wrong. I know your life might be a mess, but come unto Jesus and, yes. and he can help. I'm not talking about browbeating. You're going to hell. You need to change your clothes. And your hair is too long and all, you know, you know, all that bunch of stuff. It doesn't right. matter. I remember years ago, we used to sing in this church, just as I am. In other words, there's nothing we can do to prepare ourselves. He does the fixing when when we come unto Him. And we're living in amongst a lost and a dying world. So we need to be evangelizing. We need to be out there reaching people any way, any way that we possibly can, loving them. That you know, they might not look like us, smell like us, talk like us, but they are loved by an almighty God. And that listen, that's what He's called us to do. He didn't call us to occupy a building on a corner and be a club. He called us to be the church. And the church is always in the what position of outreach. And we're reaching out. Praise God. Going to highways and the byways, the Word of God says, and compel them to come in. So we need to edify, exhort, which is warning. It's warning and comfort. In other words, the warnings are there, but you come unto the Lord, it's going to be all right. And the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. We've talked about a lot of time. This world is simply temporary. You know, we don't like to think that a lot of times, but it is. It's temporary. This world, you know, the Bible says they had what? No no uh, uh, time on this earth that they continued in a city, but they were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. Yeah. That's where we're heading. You know, you say, well, you, you know, we we got to get our heads out of the clouds. Well, yes, we do. You know, we, 
you know, we come down to earth, but I'm still looking for that heavenly home. I've got that promise that that one of these days he's going to wipe away all the tears. He said, behold, I make all things new. In the twinkling of an eye, things are going to change. And we need to get as many as people as we can, like you've preached a thousand times. Instead of laying back and sitting back, oh, Jesus, come and get us out of here. Do what he's called us to do as long as you have breath and strength to do it. And I believe that's what he wants us to do. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. You know, like like we've said before, if on, on the streets of the city that we you know, we pastor in, um, when we go to the drug addicts or we go to the homeless and we go to people who are dealing with, with these problems, they, they could care less about our theology. Yeah, they, 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 they could care less about our eschatology. Yep. They could care less about what we think about this or what we think about that. All they know is, is that there is that they they're need hurting. a change in they're their hurting. life. They're hurting they're and hurting. they need, they need Christ to, to save them. And so that's, that should be our message. Yep. You know, that's not, not that theology is bad because I, no. I, you know, I, th- I think we need, need good sound theology and not that eschatology is bad. Um, you know, th- those are all things that we, you know, we should, but, but those, those people out on those streets, they don't care about any of that. All I've never had one person they, down, down through the years when we pray for them, if they're hurting, whatever it might be. Ask me before you pray for me. Are you pre-trip or post-trip? Not, not, right. not one time have they That's ever exactly asked right. me that. No. What they've come is their head bowed, crying buckets of tears. Yeah. Listen, yeah, man, we've seen this. Yeah, and say I need help. And that, that's yeah. what's about. That's that's why we are there. We the, the word of God says we are what we we, uh, we are houses on a hill lit up. Amen. Yes. We are cities of refuge. That's what we. That's what we. That's what the church is all about. It's not a private club. It's not for us to be in there doing this and doing that, manipulating, doing. We are there as the church. We are there to praise God, welcoming, hurting people, telling them the good news of Jesus Christ. That He will help you. He will save you. He will deliver you. He'll give you a second chance. He'll renew you. He'll change your life. And that's what we need to do. That's our call. That's the truth. So I'm going to ask Daddy if you would um, just to, just to say a prayer for everyone who's listening. Um, we know that, like I said, that the, the times we're living in, there are so many things going on. There are so many who are struggling financially. There are so many who are struggling struggling in their bodies. There are so many who are struggling with fear and anxiety. Um, I know that happens every day, but we're living in a time where people are really dealing with that fear over COVID, fear fear over all the things happening. Uh, I just want you to take a moment, if you would, and I just want you to pray for everyone who's listening. Um, that God would God would just touch them in a mighty way. Yes, Lord, we just come to you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, the mighty name. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, you know every person that's going to hear this broadcast. You see every need in their lives. Lord, you see exactly what's going on today, Lord. People don't feel safe. They don't feel stable. But I'm going to ask you today that your spirit and your power will be around and about them, that they need to be saved as you would deal with them today whatever need they have in their life, Father. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our churches, over our families, over our nation, over this world, Father. We know, Lord, you're reaching out. You said, Lord, that in these last days in which we're living, you said you're going to pour out your spirit, and we're believing that. We believe, Lord, that you're going to do mighty things in the days to come. Now, Lord, we don't know what's going to happen, but, Lord, we know, as the song says, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. And I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would set free, deliver by your mighty power. Lord, you said in word to confess with our mouth and believe with our heart 
that God Almighty raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. You said, Lord, with the heart of man does what believe, and with the, with, with the mouth of man does what confess. And Lord, you said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. And we know your word has been preached today and taught. And Lord, you said it will go forth and do that which you have sent it to do. And Lord, it will not come back void. And we just praise you and we'll give you honor. And help us today, Lord, to be what you would have us to be, Lord. Deal with us in a mighty way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help us to fulfill whatever you want us to do where we are at. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Lord, we speak peace over this nation. Peace in Jesus' name. My God, let your spirit fall, Lord. We see where many are crying out, God. We just ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, to be there when people cry out, and we know that you will. Lord, we love you. Lord, we just lift you up. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, I want to thank you uh, so much for being uh, my first guest, my yeah. first guest on In Focus podcast. And everybody, make sure that you check out um, my dad, Pastor Jim Newsom. Uh, on truth in the word um, you can check him out on facebook he has a facebook page at the truth the truth in god's word um, you can check him out on facebook and he's also on bnr talk radio and so which this podcast will be on that also but check him out and he, he does an awesome job um, and don't forget if you haven't already to like us on facebook and you can find links um, to take you to all the different platforms where um, InFocus Podcast is, is on. So we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in today. Um, subscribe if you haven't already so that you get every update. And uh, we just want to thank you once again. Um, this is the InFocus Podcast, and I'm your host, Bobby News, and we want to thank you for listening.